and welcome to Unwind Financial, where we talk about all things health and wealth to educate, inspire, and liberate. My name is John Savage, and today we don't have my beautiful, lovely wife with me, Leah Savage, but I um, just want to acknowledge her real quick and uh, just thank God for her. Um, the Lord has just been faithful just in blessing her in my life and just, um, just giving us opportunity to do these podcasts together to encourage families out there, no matter what you're going through. Um, our goal and our desire, our heart is to encourage families and those who are in some very low places, which I'll talk about uh, one thing today, and those who may be abounding and things are going really well. Um, but in all things, I just want to use these podcasts to encourage you and to help make your life uh, better off than maybe it was the day before in some small way. Okay. But today we're going to be talking about divorce. And so the title is tough times dealing with divorce. Um, most of us do not like, if anybody like dealing with divorce, of course, it's a, a very um, sensitive subject for some others. It's a, a huge relief. I have talked to people on both ends of the spectrum. And also um, I have been um, experienced uh, that situation of what it's like as a child to see your parents divorce. And when they ask you, who do you want to go with? And you say, neither, I want to be with both of you. That's tough. It's tough. Even when I still think about it, it's like um, something happened to me and how it really honestly uh, affected me pretty deeply and still affects me. Love both my parents, have a great relationship with both to, both of them. Um, I, you know, don't hold anything against either of them. But unfortunately, it's like still amazingly deal with a little bit of pain there that I thought I would have gotten over with with the tears year after year after year. Um, but we're all different. We have different, different personalities, even giftedness. And sometimes it could be more heightened in certain circumstances for one versus another. So with that said, uh, let's get started. So, of course, when dealing with divorce, like I said, there are many things to consider and to uh, multiple decisions that we need to make when considering carefully. Anytime you think about divorce, you have to carefully consider, consider all your decisions. Excuse me. Especially when it comes to children, just as the example I gave you um, from when I was a child, uh, I was about 10 years old, uh, saw some things my wife, my, excuse me, my mom and dad going on and communication just seemed to be breaking apart and thought it was because of me. Um, just uh, with having to study more or do better, things like that, um, getting in trouble, whatever the case may have been. But I thought it was because of me as between the age of nine and 10 years old. Anyway, um, there's some other things, of course, but um, my wife and I, our, our whole goal is to be advocates um, for encouraging, obviously, marriage and supporting marriage. Um, moms and dads deal with a lot, especially nowadays. Um, the husband might have a certain responsibilities, feel pressures of life more than ever. We see things on TV or see images one way, and it's not reality. Um, then we see on the wife's end with the moms, um, there's other pressures that we deal with, and there's a lot tied to finances. We've all been affected by finances in some way, shape, or form. Some people compromise when it comes to finances to get ahead or, or to get what's theirs, as I've heard that said before. But again, um, we believe in not taking and getting, but giving and receiving. There's a principle in that, and it does work. It definitely does work. 
So I just want to encourage you guys as I'm going to go over a few steps here, some things that hopefully will encourage you that I also use with my members when I'm doing financial counseling. Um, shared a lot of steps with a lot of different families in different capacities of life and places and different seasons of their life. Um, it's not easy, but my goal is to help make things a little bit better off than they otherwise would be if you didn't have this information. So we find that... Um, you know, marriage is a wonderful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And my wife and I, we don't advocate for divorce at all. But there's times where we find that in some cases, it's um, for some people, it's an easy way out. You don't like certain things. You don't like how someone's doing certain things. And um, it's easy just to say, you know what? They're not what I thought they should be. I'm gone. But for most people, that's not really the reality of the story. Um there's a lot to do with, you know, having to open up and, and stay and deal with situations and communicate, of course, and, and deal with the root of the issue, because there's always a root of the issue. In many cases, there's things that can be worked out, but it's not easy. It takes work. And for others, you know, it's it's um, it's literally it becomes the only viable option to get out of a situation that can be, in some cases, deadly. Um, many situations, and we've unfortunately have heard this over and over the last year and a half, abusive, um, dealing with finances, loss of jobs, um, even in some cases, losing a home. And people deal with things differently. And sometimes in some areas of life, we, we don't um, deal with things in a way that we should, and they can drastically affect others. And so when divorce in those cases, divorce is unfortunately necessary um, to save oneself and their children and protect themselves and to get out while they can. So with that said, just want to go over some things with you and um, encourage you here. And if you ever have questions, too, you can always go to and email us at info at unwindfinancial.org. That's info at unwindfinancial.org. If there's things you want us to talk about, if there's questions you might have, tips or even questions about doing financial counseling, um, you can feel free to email us there at any time, okay? So regardless of your situation and what's going on, um, when it comes to divorce, there are some key things I want to go over today. Um, one thing, for example, is many times people might be reactive. One of the last things, some situations you have to kind of be reactive. Um, you don't have a lot of time to think or just depending on the situation. But in most cases, we want to try and be as calm and collective and responsive as possible because the decisions you make today can and often does with many people affect them for years to come. And that's a hard thing. Now, we don't want you to beat yourself up over decisions you made that you didn't know or you were trying to make the best decision, you weren't aware of certain things, that's the last thing I'd want anybody to do is to beat yourself up. We don't need that. Life already brings certain things, obviously, and divorce is a big curveball, um, is one of those things that affects all of us. So one thing you want to do is, is like looking at your assets and, and belongings and things you want to do to um, and separating when you're preparing for divorce, if you're already going through the process or considering, um, considering carefully, okay, what do I want to take with me? 
what do I want to be able to keep that I believe is mine, that I should be able to take with me and I should be able to keep? And what am I willing to walk away from and give to the other spouse? Because one thing you want to do is make sure you have things planned out to the best of your ability. It can be a very stressful situation. So I tell people many times, do what you can do. But if you get to a point where it's just overwhelming, you're in tears or it's just super stressful, you're working, you're dealing with kids, whatever the situation might be at that moment. If it's something where you've reached a, a plateau, a point where you can't go any further, stop right there. Come back to it. Make a note and come back to it the next day come back and do more and work on it as you can as you're planning moving forward because you don't want any surprises and you want to be as amicable as possible because you want to try and keep attorneys out of this process as much as possible where it depends on you and as much control over the situation as you have between you and your spouse and if it's very amicable then just communicating making things sure things are clear getting things down in writing um, if that helps to hold a spouse to it, if you feel like you have one that might be wishy-washy versus the other, um, you have things documented and written down. If you need to mail letters, if a spouse has already moved out, mail things certified with signature receipt. Keeping a paper trail. Part of that is in some ways is accountability for both parties, but also it helps to track everything you did in your due diligence to try and work things out with the other party, but also just to communicate to get things finalized, resolved, signed, and so forth. And so if you have to go to court, and if there is a major conflict where you had to go to court, that's where you want to make sure you have all your ducks in order. You did all you could do to resolve the situation as peacefully and seamless as possible, because divorce can be a very costly thing for many people, and sometimes they don't have the money. And so it becomes an added stressor, and then it affects the job and so forth. Uh, people have to take off work and then if you have children and some where the spouses are trying to work with the children and and care for the children equally or one's going to take more responsibility than the other maybe because of a job or because of stability so those are all the things that you really need to think about and consider carefully and i always like to encourage my members come up with at least three top considerations where it's a win-win for you and for the other party but try and come up with your, your best scenario. You don't talk to anybody else yet. You write it down for yourself. And then you come together with the other party with that one option that you would be ideal that you'd like to have as far as, okay, I'm taking the car or you can have the cars. I'm taking a home. Or if you got a ranch, you have animals. Okay. You can take the animals, but, and if you're moving, you can take the animals, but I want to keep the house or you can take the vehicles and so forth. Or in some cases, there are where one spouse took care of the majority or just about all the costs with the housing expenses then okay if you're going to sell the property that's one of the questions i ask if you're going to sell the property what percentage is the other spouse going to get or is one spouse going to sell everything sell the house and take care of the taxes or is one going to in, in other cases retirement uh, so for the most part across the country and I'm in California, um, you have community property, you know, it's a community property state. And so one of the things you want to think about too is, okay, uh, when it comes to um, like 401ks, TSP plans and so forth, are you going to divide that up evenly? Do you both have a retirement plan that you want to share? Or do you want it to be where you don't touch my retirement plan? I don't touch your retire retirement plan. 
These are all some things you need to consider when putting together a real clear and concise proposal when it comes to divorce. So there's a lot of different factors. I'm not going to go over everything today. I'm tempted to try and go over more, but it's actually a lot. It's already an overwhelming situation, but these are just some things that you really need to consider. And with that said, when it comes to retirement um, benefits, depending on your age and where you're at in life and what your goals are financially, personally, and where you're at in that stage, you also want to consider, um, do you roll things over for the other spouse or do you not? Uh, there's a lot of different factors there. And then changing beneficiary designations on your retirement plans. There's some who have a great relationship. They just, for whatever reason, the husband and wife can't live together, work together. There's major tumultuous conflict in the house. But when they're apart, they're great friends, unfortunately. And so, but also fortunately, because it could be contentious where you're divorced and it's just complete contention constantly. Uh, I've seen that with people I've known and I've seen it where it's just like, um, and people I've talked to um, uh, and coaching them with EAP plans, it's it's tough. And so again, you want to consider all those things because if it's a lot of contention or dishonesty or any hidden agendas, then you definitely want to remove that individual as a beneficiary. Um, again, and all these things, I always encourage members to talk to an attorney. If you have an attorney within the family, have them be as just as objective as possible because you don't want to put any additional emotions into it because your emotions are already into it because you're already connected to this situation, this person, and whatever the circumstance is. But you want to just be as clear-headed as possible to focus on what can you do to preserve and protect yourself and your assets and your financial stability and housing right now. You want to take care of those things, but also planning ahead um, for the future. Because again, like I said, the decisions you make today can affect you down the road. Um, I love my mom. I talked to her and there's times where she's brought up about the past and she had an opportunity to do some things a certain way with property or with um, her retirement plans with the government. She had a great position years ago and, and certain clearance, but she just went through a lot. And people that she helped out and thought were there for her. And that's another thing. They were not there for her like she thought. There was people who took her down a very dark path because she just didn't know. She, you know, whether naive or just, just an experience, whatever. She just, she was thinking one thing sincerely and, and found out another. So that's another thing too. The better you can position yourself now, even financially, like I said, you can be more clear-minded, not fatigued and tired. When you're tired, when you're stressed, when you're mentally overwhelmed, guess what happens? We don't make the best decisions. I have experienced that personally. Um, we don't make the best decisions as human beings when we're fatigued and tired and we go and go and go. And we're dealing with a lot of stress and we're under a lot of pressure and we're very limited on resources and the decisions that we're able to make. So just want to encourage you guys that um, write it down, write it down, have you a separate financial journal and then maybe have a personal journal even um, as a side note, just to get those emotions out, to write whatever you feel like writing that journal is for you. And then the financial journal, what are the things you'd like to have? What are you expecting? If your emotions you feel like are all over, it's really okay. It's really okay. No one has a right to say anything, but those who are there to support you, let them support you, but have your own booklet where you can privately write to get out some of your emotions and how you're feeling, but also to process. Process as you're making decisions. Process 
as you're trying to use the tools accessible to you to make the right decision and why. Um, some other things too to consider when you're dealing with like a set of beneficiary designations that includes, of course, retirement plans, um, it includes life insurance. It includes if you have an estate plan already set up, then obviously you're going to have to remove an, a, a trustee, um, maybe um, the trustor. Um, there's those are things you have to talk about. Maybe you need to completely dissolve the trust and start a new trust, but take the information from the old trust to start a new trust without the other individual. Again, that's where an attorney comes in to help you make the best decisions in doing so. Um, getting uh, individual um, removed or added onto a health insurance account. Sometimes a loved one has, in some cases, because of divorce, they've even lost their job because there was so much um, tension and situation going on in conflict that they did everything they could, but it just pulled them from their job. They had to take off, go to court, had to deal with different issues or getting calls in some cases, had a a buddy who worked on our car, brilliant with vehicles. I mean, brilliant. And um, I was trying to bring different people to him to grow his business. He was already at max capacity, but unfortunately, and I knew his wife too. My, my wife and I knew him. We got along with both of them great. But some things happened that were stuff one spouse was dealing with and the other spouse actually showed up at the job and, and did some pretty bad things on site during the day. Um, that affected a person's job and what happened and increased stress. And so um, anyway, I think I may have missed one point I wanted to share, but going back to it also. So these are just things to consider um, when it comes to the beneficiary designations, because depending on how someone makes decisions as well, that's another point I want to bring up. You have to be careful because you can be liable for certain things based on the volatility of one's mindset. Um, sometimes people are dealing with different things where they're dealing with mental health issues, unfortunately. So that's another thing you want to consider as well. What help do they need? What are some things in place with friends and family that they have maybe where you both get along with and where they can kind of help them out? Um, but again, not all that's on you, but it's important to consider when you're putting in things in place and making decisions, preparing proposals that have to be clear and concise for you as well as for the other party but also when you're meeting with an attorney, because more that you can have in place and consider now before meeting with an attorney, when you meet with them, guess what? It's going to give that attorney, especially a great attorney with a ton of experience, um, the best insight they need within a shorter period of time, especially when you're doing free consultations, to be able to let them know what they need to do and how to assess it and what type of case this is. And also that saves time and money for you having to have them go through more, go back over, get clarity, do more research, because this is all a discovery process of things you didn't think about because you weren't expecting to get a divorce. You weren't trying to get a divorce. But when the time um, has come in those situations where it was necessary, unfortunately, you want to have things as simple as possible for you in the long run. Um, so just those are some things to consider. Keep that in mind. Um, but also one of the last things I want to talk about again to allude to is with the children. Um, so again, life insurance, health insurance, um, all those things matter, estate plan, how they're set up, adjustments that need to be made, documents that need to be amended. Um, who's going to care for your children if something happens to you? What if something happens to the other spouse because of their lifestyle and the health issues they're dealing with for whatever reason? 
So you got to have a backup plan. And then two, depending on the age of your children, if they're above 18, do you have them on certain accounts? You know, what's your relationship with them? Do they have access to certain things? Have you given them limited power of attorney? Do you have a lot of family around that you trust or any friends, anybody that has been there for you forever? Um, or do you not? So those are some things you need to consider as well. It's a lot to think about. Um, I know I've shared a lot and there's a whole lot more that can be shared, but I'm not going to do that today. We might go over some more things uh, later on as well. But um, you also want to have a budget in place because what are you about your costs? If either spouse has to move out, how are the costs going to go up or down? If expenses go down because you don't use as much energy and other resources in the home or say you were paying $3,000 a month for a home, but you're selling it, you're going to make $50,000 off of it. You're going to give the other part of the profits to the other spouse or you're taking that and the other spouse gets all the other things that you may have accumulated together, whatever the agreement is, you scale down, you're moving to a new place. Are your expenses monthly going to be higher or lower? But it also depends on how is your income going to be offset because was the other spouse making more or less? So those are different factors that um, are variables that need to be considered and planned out as well. And um, look at your options as far as do I move, do I not move? Because you don't want to have to do something at the last minute and then think about it. And then moving costs. Are there going to be a lot of moving costs or not? Are you going to have to pay for storage? Right now in our country, there's a lot of sojourning, a lot of um, transitions happening, a lot of people moving from state to state. Again, I'm in California. A lot of people are moving out of state every day, every month. Um, they're moving to Texas. They're moving to Arizona. They're moving to Idaho and other places or Washington. So again, um, that's another thing to consider. Why? Because even with, um, what is it with um, one of the moving companies I'm thinking of, but anyway, U-Haul, they're having shortages in some place even here. There's a location we went to, we drove by recently to go visit some friends and saw, I was like, where are all the U-Hauls? U-Haul is also going um, over a major change as well because the economy is changing. So there's ebbs and flows happening. So planning ahead, um, knowing what you're going to do, having a plan, even reaching out to friends or family, even if it's a humbling situation, but you know they're there for you. It's better to plan ahead and reach out to them and let them know what could be possibly coming down the pipeline in the next 30, 60, 90 days. Um, so that way you can have some help, have some support, and they can be looking out for opportunities for you, uh, whether it's having a transition with your job to a new job, or if you haven't been working, starting a new job. I've experienced that as well, or talking with um, some spouses um, with the company where I work with, where um, doing financial counseling, that has been a, a concern and issue at times as well, where they never worked. And then some where the other spouse kept them in the dark and intentionally kept them in the dark with the finances, or they meant well, but when things got tough, the other spouse didn't know anything about the finances, where money was, what to do. Um, there's a lot of different things to consider. And then lastly, credit cards. This is a big issue, credit cards and loans. Um, you want to be very careful about that, including auto loans. I've had a couple situations where the other spouse actually hid the car for two weeks, reported it stolen. The payment was already due. The husband was trying to pay on it. And basically the one spouse had uh, um, influence and access to attorneys and paralegals and different things. And they did them pretty bad and he was the one also caring for their child and so the decision she made out of spite affected not only him but it affected their child as well which is 
really tough because sometimes we have to move out the way to consider the little ones. Um, and so even when we're hurt, even if the person hadn't done anything like in this case, but the whole point is they're not done anything, but um, some things might not be warranted, but they are what they are. We all make our decisions for whatever reason. And sometimes too, when someone's dealing with trauma, you want to deal with that in your, your um, household with the other spouse. If there's some things there that can get out of hand, sometimes in some cases from my conversation, there's been paranoia. Um, and then when there's been triggers, um, that has come up. And then if something happened or poor decisions were made, it just snowballed. And so if you can deal with those things now, if you know there's triggers with another spouse or bad experiences they had in the past or bad relationships or whatever else may have happened, those need to be addressed because sometimes, again, uh, paranoia or self-doubt or um, beating oneself up, being depressed. Um, I've seen where two or three gentlemen over the last year with the economy and the COVID situation, they just walked away because they couldn't handle the pressure. But if they would have opened their open up their mouth and just talked to someone, maybe the spouse could have helped instead of coming home as cleaned out. The kids come home after school and where's daddy? So anyway, I know I said a lot today, but these are things to in some cases maybe prevent divorce. Um, but it, it's a heavy topic, but it comes through communication and being open and honest with each other. Might not be able to share everything at the moment, but start somewhere. We all have to take a step, as they used to say. You can't walk before you crawl. And some kids might seem like that, but in these situations, you really have to, in some cases, crawl because that's all you have because the burden is so great. But if you take that step and just move forward, reach out for help, there might be some things that might be able to be fixed. Um, and and um, in some cases, like when I talked to my mom, it's like there were some decisions, you know, she realized in the past that could have been made a little bit differently. But that's in hindsight, and a lot of things are in hindsight, but that's where wisdom comes in. That's where support from others comes in and encouragement and finding a good counselor. Um, and lastly, just to go back real quick. So as I mentioned that, I was talking about the credit cards and loans. Anything that's in both parties' names, you want to get out of the other party's name, especially if it's not amicable. If it's amicable, you know things are fine and you one's paying agreeing to pay on something and you have it written down or you have the stipulation of agreement um the interspousal agreements with the attorney you've worked out with um, then that's great i'm a notary public so i've seen where it can be very amicable i've seen where it's just too tough and at that moment the other spouse couldn't even show up or they, it was just hard to finish um, it's tough situations but um when they it's nice to see where when things that work out they can still be um finalized peacefully where the children are taken care of and it's the least amount of stress for them as possible. The parents can decide on visitation rights, the cost for caring for the children, taking care of clothes, sports, um, education, all those things come into play, especially when you have children. Um, if you don't, then that's, you know, one less thing to stress about, if you will. But with that said, I hope all of you listening today got something out of it. Um, again, we might go over this topic and it'll be some other things I share more in depth, maybe about credit cards or whatnot. But again, you just want to be able to find out things. And I'll say this real quick with the credit cards. Go online, annualcreditreport.com. Find out what's in your credit reports. If you forgot about certain things in your name with accounts, whether it's renting furniture, car loan, 
personal loan, a home repair loan, whatever it might be. Um, those are things that need to be discussed and addressed as well, because what you don't want is for you forget about it and it comes up later through a discovery process. You've forgotten and you kind of need to renegotiate terms with the other spouse, um, but also too where you totally didn't think about it um, because you kind of let everything go. And then you find that you're getting collection letters for ten, five, fifteen thousand dollars or credit cards are charged up uh, again because I've seen that happen as well. So said a lot today, but I pray that something I said encouraged you to really consider and think about before you make certain decisions or before you go sharing certain information. Um, because it's kind of hard to retract on some things if you make an agreement on them and then you realize later you you miss some things that were pretty easy to probably navigate if they had been considered otherwise. With that said, in the meantime, just want to thank you for listening to our podcast, supporting what we do, um, share with others that you may know who need to listen to this information. Um, you can go to our website, unwindfinancial.org to learn more about financial coaching, counseling, uh, but also to learn uh, more about just who we are and what we're about. And if you have any questions about certain topics you would like for us to go over or maybe to have certain speakers, um, then that would be great as well. Please let us know at info at unwindfinancial.org. Until next time, thank you so much for your time and God bless you.